Welcome back to Scissors and Scrubs and Happy New Year 2024. Happy New Year. Uh, big apologies about last weekend. Um, we had a, it wasn't even a nor'easter where I was. It was rain most of the day, but then it turned into snow right at recording time. Yeah. And then um, the worst part about living near the ocean is uh, the fucking ocean. Yeah. Because my town still has not recovered from all the flooding. I, yesterday? Well, yesterday was... Couldn't get anywhere. No. Couldn't get it anywhere. Was worse, yes, it was ridiculous. Uh-huh. I was driving down and I happened to get by the beach. I actually had to stop my car and get out because I've never seen the beach look like that. The way the waves were slamming against the wall and parts of the wall that never get hit. Yeah. It looked like the inside of a washing machine. I've never seen anything That's like crazy. it. crazy. And my daughter and I just like stare and I'm like, holy shit. And morons. Fucking morons. I'm down there. Right at the railing. I can't. I guess people don't realize that the ocean kicks up anything in its way, right. including fucking rocks. rocks. Yeah. yeah. People are idiots. Yeah, the my... same moron that gets out of the car to go touch a bear. I can't. My aunt sent videos of the island and oh, the water is just wild. like up across the streets. Like it's unbelievable. Oh, the pier. You almost couldn't see the pier. Yeah. It was right up to the floorboard. So sorry about that, that we um, didn't get these titillating episodes to you on time. So you're gonna get them today. Yeah, we're gonna re we're gonna just release this week because we feel bad. Um, if we were better planners, we would have recorded sooner, but that wasn't gonna happen. I mean, there was the holiday. It was, was crazy. So welcome to the new year, yeah. and uh, we're gonna discuss typical New Year resolutions again. Mm-hmm. Mike, do not write this episode as New Year New Year's resolutions again. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! Um, so we're gonna talk about debt and. Ozempic. Ozempic. Mm-hmm. The drug of choice these days. Fucking I, everybody's on it. I mean, I just would like... No. Okay. We'll get into it. Okay. Right. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to yeah, go first? Yeah, I can go first. Okay. All right. So I got my information from Forbes.com, EverydayHealth.com, and UCHealth.org. You're going to have to bear with me on these pronunciations because <laughs> it's not pretty. Um, Ozempic. Everybody's heard of it. It's Every, the, it's the newest, new, greatest weight loss drug. Weight loss drug. It's a... Uh, Falls off of you. Yeah, I'm going to get into what exactly it is. It's scientific. Um, oh, I hate scientific. I know. Ozempic is one. a semi-glutide. I'm not saying that right. Something with sugar. It's a glucagon-like peptide 1 receptor agonist, which is GLP-1 class drug. Other drugs in this class are, like I said, semi-glutides are Zempic, Wegovy, and Ribelsis. I'm telling you these I know there's a commercial out there for ribelsis. Yeah. I know there is. Um, another class is Laraglutide, which is branded as Saxenden, Saxenda, Anglone, Saxenda, Saxenda. and Victoza. And another class is Terzeptide, <laughs> which is branded as Monjaro and Zepbound. They all mimic GLP-1, which is a hormone naturally made in the body, which boosts insulin production in the pancreas in response to food intake. So it makes you produce more insulin, Um, which helps control blood sugar. It affects the hunger centers in the brain, specifically the hypothalamus, which reduces hunger, appetite, and cravings. And it slows the um, rate of stomach emptying, which prolongs fullness after meals. So you feel full all the time and you're you not hungry. You feel full. Your digestive system kind of just slows down. So you just, your, your stomach isn't emptying really fast. So you're not like, oh, I'm hungry again. Yeah. And it also affects your brain, which make, doesn't let you think like, oh, I want this. I need that. I want sugar. I want salt. Right. I want this. Um, so 
the net result is decreased hunger, prolonged fullness, and ultimately weight loss. Because if you're not hungry and you're full, yeah. you're not eating. Um, Wegovy, I'm sure I'm not saying that right, is an FDA-approved weight loss drug um, since 2021. It is meant for people with a BMI of 30 or higher or a BMI of 27 with other obesity-related health problems like high blood pressure. Um, Ozempic is an FDA-approved drug for patients with type 2 diabetes, and that's approved, been approved since 2017. Oh, oh, so they've been using this for type 2 diabetics since 2017. Because right. I know people who have been using it for their diabetes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monjaro is another FDA med for patients with diabetes and is... Um, it won FDA approval in 2023 to treat obesity under the name Zepbound. So Zepbound. it was a drug for diabetes, and now they're just letting them use it for uh, weight loss. Weight loss, period. Um, period, se- end of discussion. Semiglutides like Ozempic help improve blood sugars without causing hypoglycemia in type 2 diab- diabetics and is proven to lower A1C and helps lower the risk of strokes and heart attacks in these patients. It's a very effective drug. Mm-hmm. For type 2 diabetics. Mm-hmm. It really improves their health. It's a very effective drug for type 2 diabetics and patients with obesity or who are overweight with other comorbidities. Approximately 80% of patients with type 2 um, are obese. So if 80% of people with type well, 2 diabetics are obese. type 2 is usually caused because of obesity. Right. So this treatment, this treats both of those problems. It treats your diabetes and, and it helps you lose weight, yeah. which then helps treat your diabetes. Right. Um, however, these drugs have not been studied on normal weight people and can pose serious problems. These are excellent drugs for overweight, obese, obese people type two with diabetes. two diabetics, yeah. with two type 2 diabetes. They have studied it. They have seen what it does. Normal weight people are now taking this to drop an extra 10 pounds, an extra 20 Which pounds. Which Kim Kardashian's denying. I think she's taking it. I don't know. I think she said she's taking it. Yeah, I don't know. She doesn't Alluded look bad. too often. Um, but she's, um, I don't know, but... They don't know what this does to a normal weight person whose pancreas works correctly, mm-hmm. who, you know, it mm-hmm. supplies the correct amount of insulin. They don't know what this drug's going right. to do to you. Uh, since Wegovy is in high demand after being approved, because that's the weight loss drug, and then that ha- had inventory and supply, and tra- supply chain strains, many people started using Ozempic off-brand. Um which inf- then interferes with the avail- availability. Oh my god! Availability of Ozempic, <laughs> and we're in people, straight water, guys. Straight water for people with diabetes. So, Wegovy was just for weight loss. There was supply chain issues, blah blah blah. It's in high demand. They so moved on to Ozempic. They went to Ozempic because it was available, <laughs> and now the type everybody's taking Ozempic, and type two diabetics can't get their Ozempic, or it's just harder to and get. It's being sold like a black market drug. Something. I mean, my girlfriend was getting it. Somebody had us prescribed it, not somebody that she actually ever had seen. Oh, and yeah. they mailed her a vial for two grand and she self-injected. Right. But then people with their type 2 diabetes can't that get actually it. need it, their, their pharmacy's like, yeah, we can't get it because they're making more money selling right. it to 100%. these people this way. And it's all about money. Right. And, that you you know, your insurance covers it if you're type 2 diabetic. Right. But these people are just paying cash out of pocket. They get more money. $2,000 for a vial. Yeah. It's like crack. Doses, dosages for Wegovy and Ozempic are different. So this is another thing. You shouldn't be taking what you would be taking on Wegovy <laughs> in Ozempic. I had a member on the Wegovy, and she got really sick. She had she lasted a week. She got real. I think she was overdosing on it. Yeah. So Weg the dose for Wegovy is two point five <laughs> milligrams. Ozempic goes from 0.25, 0.25, 0.25, 0.25, 0.25, 0.25, 0.25, 0.25, 0.25, 0.25, 0.25, 0.25, 0.25, 0.25,
0.51 or 2. Which so is significantly different. is less than what right. the Wegovy dose is. They're both weekly injections. People using Ozempic are encouraged to start at the lowest dose and then gradually increase it. When you're on Wegovy, you're just hitting that 2.5 right. right away. Um, insurance covers these drugs sometimes, especially if the patient medically needs them, to treat diabetes and other comorbidities. The price of an Ozempic injection pen is $953.77. Wow. Um, that ZepBound, the different drug that I had mentioned How before many? that's for weight loss, is, costs over 1000 How many injections are in there? It's weekly. It's a, so th- what? It's 1000 a pen? I that's It's 1000 a pen. <clears throat> um, once you start these meds... You need to stay on them to maintain the results. They're, um, they're meds to use. These meds are used to treat chronic conditions. So they are meant to be used long term. Yeah. Um, when you stop taking them, the weight will come back unless the person has made a commitment to significant lifestyle changes. You, this is like, yeah, sure. Great. It's a quick fix. You can take it and you're going to drop 60 pounds. Great. But if you don't if change you anything, of it, it's going right back. It's going right back. Unless you are very strict. You've changed mm-hmm. your complete lifestyle. You exercise now all the time. You eat in a calorie deficit. Like mm-hmm. Unless you do things that people do to lose weight, right? you're going to gain it all back. Um, you cannot use these meds if you have a history of pancreatitis, a family or personal history of um, medullary thyroid cancer, or multiple endocrine neoplasia too. You should also not take these meds if you are pregnant, plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. You literally sound like a commercial. I know. <laughs> um, side effects ooh, of Ozempic ooh, or ooh, the other thing. drugs in this class. Um, nausea and vomiting, bloating, gas, diarrhea, constipation, abdominal pain, pancreatitis, hypoglycemia. Sounds like a good time. Yeah. Kidney problems and allergic reactions. It can also cause vision changes and exacerbate retinopathy, which can lead to vision loss. A lot of diabetics have retinopathy oh, yeah. are prone to retinopathy yeah. so they do um you know if you're a diabetic taking this medication they would do an eye exam they would make sure you didn't have these changes already they do yearly eye exams if you are on this for diabetes to make sure your eyes are okay and mm-hmm. healthy if you're taking this off brand and getting prescribed it by somebody who's never seen you they're not following your eyes they're right. not they're checking not looking to see you don't want to lose your vision because you want to lose weight right uh, just keep that in you mind lose your vision once you see how big you are yeah the FDA is now investigating these meds because of many claims of hair loss and suicidal thoughts. Yeah. I, I can't attest to these suicidal thoughts, but from the people I know on it, hair loss has happened. I'm going to... So... Okay. I'll get into it. <laughs> so many patients also complain of Ozempic face. They look gaunt and older because of the rapid weight they loss. They look like somebody who's had face. a gastric bypass. That's, they well, all that's have what I was going to say about the hair loss. It's... There's it's a nourishment. look to people who have had... Um, weight loss surgery or are on these weight loss drugs your face looks super super gaunt your hair is your hair thins sig- not everybody Nobody. a lot of people your hair thins significantly it's looking it's you can usually i think also because we work in this like if i see somebody i'm like oh i bet they had surgery oh i bet they had weight loss surgery oh i bet they're on weight loss pills you can just see the they have mm-hmm. a look about them and they like the gives you the same look um, Ozempic and other drugs in this class are excellent for patients with type 2 diabetes and other comorbidities as um, they've been proven to work for these. They do a great job. They get the patients healthier. It's a great drug for t- patients. For what it's used for. When it's used appropriately. Um, they control blood sugar in type 2 diabetics. 
combined with diet and exercise, and they reduce the risk of heart attack, stroke, cardiovascular death in individuals with type 2 diabetes and cardiovascular disease. However, it is not for quick weight loss or short-term use. The effects are unknown in this case and should not be used for this. There was doctors like interviewed and they were like, well, what do you think about the Ozempic just, you know, for the quick, oh, I need to lose 50. I need, mm. to, you know, but otherwise you're a healthy person. They're like, that's, we're not even discussing that because that's not what these are for. Like they won't, they're that like, is what it's, it's not what it is for. Right. Nobody, most people won't be able to tell you it's a type two diabetic drug. No. Everybody knows it's a weight loss right. drug. But even the weight, the weg, the other, the weight loss drug is meant for people at a certain BMI. Right. Who have comorbidities. And have type 2 diabetes. Well, they it, it, you don't have to have the type 2 diabetes, but you need All like right. high blood pressure, um, you know, other comorbidities that weight mm-hmm. gives you. Then they've studied it and they're like, you are at such a point in your, right. your systems are being affected by this. This drug is helpful to you and it's not going to harm you. When you're a normally healthy person and you just want to lose a little mm-hmm. vanity weight, we don't that's know what that's going to do to your body. I just think everybody's looking for that quick fix. Yeah. Nobody wants to make the lifestyle changes. Right. And I've seen a few of them that have taken a lot of weight off with the Ozempic and are already putting it back on because it's expensive to maintain that if you're not prescribed it. Right. And it's a, it's like I said, it's a long term yeah, drug. That's my point. They so then you're not meant spend to use for that six money months. over and over and right. over. You that's, know, yes, you're supposed to be on that for the rest of your life because yeah. it's for someone with type 2 diabetes yeah. who's not cured of that. Like, but it's the same people that I've known their whole life have always. Um, a few of them have always gone the quick route. Yeah, always gone the quick route. I mean, losing weight is a commitment, and mm-hmm. if you you have to make those lifestyle changes. This yeah. one of the women we work with had a um, recently. I think she's six months in, had a sleeve. Mm-hmm. She and her husband both had a sleeve, and she's dropped eighty eight pounds. Wow. She was saying her hair. She she's on um, is it Nutrafol? Some drug for your hair it's really expensive and i think you take it orally she's like i lost it in clumps and they said that was going to happen but they never really tell you how bad it is yeah um and she's like i really like i've changed everything we eat and i'm really happy we did this and but you know and she was eating her lunch it was like sashimi no rice Mm -hmm. and she's like i'm so glad i did this it I needed to do this. She goes, now though, I don't look at the pop, uh, you know, not even the popcorn because that's not that bad for you. She goes, but I don't look at that other food and think I have to have that. Yeah. She goes, there was a cake sitting in front of us. She goes, could care less. She goes, six months ago, I'd have had three slices and all the whipped cream, yeah. you know? Um, so I hope, I hope for her because she looks great and she needed to lose the weight. I hope for her that it sticks. Right. Um, but I have been leery of Ozempic since it came out. Yeah. Even if you have the surgery, if you're taking Ozempic, you have the surgery, whatever it is, you still have to do lifestyle changes because the weight will still come I've back. I've seen plenty of gastric bypass people put it all back on. Yeah, it doesn't mean that it's forever. Like you right. still have to change. You have to make a commitment. You have to commit to yeah. being healthy. And that's, you know, whatever you do, however you're doing it, obviously it's good to be healthy. It's good to right. be at a normal weight. But it's not easy. It's never going to be easy. Never going to be easy. And people are looking for that easy pill so they right. don't have to put the work in. You right. have to exercise. You have to watch what you're mm-hmm. eating. You have to say no to things. Mm-hmm. You have to. I, I look at money like uh, food like money. All right. I want that. But how much am I willing to pay for that? Right. I should maybe eat this instead because it won't cost me as much. Right. So I always use it like 
money. Right. So following everybody's weight loss, everybody's in the gym, you know, January 1st, and they mm-hmm. all quit by January 15th. I love, have you seen those like videos on like Instagram or something? Like, why did I come to the gym today? Like, <laughs> and it's people who always go to the gym. And on January 1st, and it's, like, yeah. People doing all like stupid things on the machines. I, like, oh my God, those so are the best. <laughs> but, I mean, everybody may, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to change my entire life and it's going to be so different. And then by January 15th, everybody's fucking back right. on the I couch. I mean, it's good to have goals, but like. Right, but you got to try to achieve them. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, now the bills are coming in. Yeah. Here they come. Here comes the Christmas Rapid bills. fire. You, you know, you wanted to get your kid everything in the world and well, now you're going to pay for yeah. it. So I am talking about mental health and debt. Now, I a little all over the this. place with this. Okay. Um, so common ways that mental health can affect your spending. Uh, let's see. You're feeling low or depressed can mean you lack motivation to manage your finances. Mm-hmm. Spending can give you a brief high, so you might overspend. I know many people like that. I mean, it does make you feel. Was I at Marshall's yesterday? I was so fucking proud of myself at Marshall's. <laughs> fucking proud of myself, Mike. He's like, no, oh, really? Lay it on me. Yeah. It's Marshall's. It's like $10. No, you would think, right? So I had <laughs> walked in a couple of days ago. I saw this really cute blazer. Fell in love with it. Adorable. I'm like, oh, I love that. And I can't stop thinking about mm-hmm. it. And then I saw a similar blazer on Michael Strahan's daughter who just mm-hmm. came out with brain cancer she did an interview and was like oh, that looks adorable at the gym i'm going back i'm getting the blazer i go back at the place try it on looks great it was 130 dollars. oh what what was it i don't know names you know that <sighs> you could throw fucking chanel in front of me well here. i mean that's what i'm saying if it was it was probably like sh- it wasn't a name it. i knew okay but it was 129 at marshall's if that doesn't tell you everything okay. and i literally was like oh my god i looked at my daughter i'm like does it look like 129 dollars on me like should do we well, I'm like, no, it doesn't. All right. So I put it back on the wow. rack and I walked away. Wow. Very proud of myself. Good I job. saw a very adorable trench coat in a magazine, different kind of color. I'm like, oh, I love it. Did not buy it. It was $90. I am committed to trying not to make my impulse purchases. Okay. So yes, does it make me feel better? So I think I bought something else stupid instead, but it was only like $10. I was going to say, but there's the thing, like, like I love to, like, I love yeah. to shop. Oh, I know. But- <laughs> Like sometimes when you're like, nope, I'm gonna put it back and not buy. You get a high from that too, yeah. though. Like I'm good, being oh, I'm, good, I'm I being did a good. good job. Yeah. Like I'm really proud of myself. But I can understand how spending makes people feel better. Yes. Um, if you are manic or hypomania, impu- you make impulse purchases. Mm-hmm. Like if you're manic, you're gonna go buy a car, mm-hmm. or you might buy a trip to Europe for ten days. Um, low energy affects your ability to work, so there's no income coming in. Mm-hmm. You avoid bills. Altogether, like they keep piling up. And if you do like I did in high school, I have a project due on Monday. If I just don't look at it, it doesn't exist. Um, and mental health can affect your insurance. So you have to spend, uh, is that what I wrote? Your insurance. So you have to spend more. Oh, because you, you have to spend more on your insurance because now you're in and out of facilities yeah. and et cetera. Okay. So money problems. They can cause anxiety and panic mm-hmm. when the bills stop piling in. It mm-hmm. can cause sleep problems. You might not be able to afford things to help you stay well. So, okay, you're in debt, so you stop paying the heat. Mm-hmm. You're in debt, so you don't go food shopping. Right. Um, you're not going to pay rent because, well, you I can't afford money. it. You may feel isolated because you can't afford to go out with your friends anymore. Mm-hmm. They're all going out for night on the town for dinner, and you're like, oh, I, I can't afford that. Yeah. Um, in April of 2022, 28% of adults said that money um, negatively affects their mental health. 45% of U.S. credit card holders carry a balance from month to month. 
And I mean, $10 is one thing, but we're talking, these people are carrying thousands oh. over. They're paying the minimums and they're carrying a $30,000 balance on their yeah. credit cards. 45% mm-hmm. of the US, that's half mm-hmm. of this country yeah. is in fucking credit card debt. 43% have no idea what their interest rates are on a credit card. I remember being in high school and in accounting and they were saying the re- the return on your credit card, the interest rate on your credit card is actually worse than what the mafia would charge you. They're 20, 21% oh on these credit cards. Oh Mafia would be like, here's money. I want a 12% interest right, right. back. They're like, the guy's like, it's literally worse than the mafia that you're getting. Yeah. And it really stuck with me. I'm like, well, they're right. A lot of people have no clue that that minimum payment's basically playing, paying your interest rate. Right. It's not month. touching you. It's not touching you the debt. 57% said not having sufficient emergency funds is mentally affecting them. Mm-hmm. Emergency funds, like, okay, you're out of work for a month. Do you have money for next month's rent? Do you have a stash of money saved mm-hmm. if something happens? 56% say they can't pay everyday expenses. Jesus. That's your heat, your electric, Food. your cable. 66% said their financial situation will never improve, and they say because of inflation. No. No. Honey. You had that debt fucking four years ago. Inflation no. didn't make it. No. Probably made it worse because the shit you're buying is more expensive, but you didn't. Yeah, but you can't base your debt on inflation. And inflation goes up, and it comes and it goes down, down, and it goes exactly. up, it goes like, down. Please. It has done that for the right but since the beginning of time. It will always it's an excuse. do that. It's an excuse. No. 19% say their main goal in life is to pay off debt. 60% of U.S. adults say that they have high anxiety thinking about their finances. I get that. Mm-hmm. 44% whose debt got worse during COVID said it will take 30 more years to recover. No. What were you doing? Now, yes, I know you didn't work. We fortunately worked all through COVID. Yep. But there was things in place. And, you know, you have to say no. You have to buckle down. Mm-hmm. You, so it's going to get into Mike things. Mike lost his job during COVID. Are you going to take 30 years to get out of debt law? No. Right. Like that's like, I mean, yes, I was lucky enough to work, but these are excuses. Yeah. I think people like to make excuses to not get out of bad situations, um, which everyone's like, that's not fair. But that's the that's just how I feel. I feel like a lot of society makes excuses for their bad decisions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so debt for anyone, regardless of income, can have major issues with stress, anxiety, and depression. People in debt are three times more likely to experience stress, anxiety, mm-hmm. and depression. These feelings can actually lead to further debt. 72% of people polled said they will go into more debt when stressed because you're spending to feel better. You're right. going to take a vacation to get right. away from the you stress. You know what I need? I need a, I, I need a I'm need so day. worried about yeah. this. I need, I'm going to go get my hair and nails done because just to make me feel right. better. What's really going to make you feel better is paying off is the fucking paying debt. Your debt. Yeah. 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 Most consumers fall into three categories. I like to think we are category one. Okay. We use debt responsibly and proper resources, like overtime, they were calling it human equity, to pay off debt. Mm-hmm. So I've got a prom coming up. Not me personally, but my daughter's girlfriend. And the dress is more expensive than my wedding dress was. <laughs> and I've got some trips coming up. So what am I doing? I'm picking up overtime to pay mm-hmm. it off ahead of time. So when I go on that vacation, it's fucking paid. And yep. I'm going to feel great that it's paid. Right. And I get to just any money I take is to spend on stupid trinkets in wherever the hell I am. Right. I'm going in literally after we record to make more money because I'm like, oh, I'm going here. I'm mm-hmm. going there. I just want some piled away. Like, I'm free. I'm going to go and work. Now, not everybody has the opportunity like we do to just pick up overtime. And right. I understand that. But you could pick up second jobs. Yep. I mean, this economy... The unemployment's high. You can Uber Eats. You can Uber Eats. You can drive. You can. There's ways, mm-hmm. always ways to make money. Mm-hmm. I always had a hustle going, whether it's babysitting. I mean, there's 
dog walking. You can mm-hmm. always hustle to make a little money, but you have to hustle. Even when the kids were little and I only worked weekends, I would watch other people's kids. Yep. To make a little extra cash. Little just like that was your spending mm-hmm. cash for that week yep. or whatever. Oh, you I know, would like, babysit. Yeah. I, you know, I would, I collected cans when I was in college mm-hmm. and I'd cash those in. It was 20 bucks for the week, but that was, you know, lunch. Right. So human equity to pay off your debt. Mm-hmm. Others use debt irresponsible with absolutely no way to pay it off. They just keep charging, 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 and they, I don't know if they think eventually I'll die and the debt will go to somebody else. My brother lived like that, God bless. Mm. Rely on debt to fund basic living needs. So you're using your credit cards to pay your heat, to pay your electric, Mm -hmm. to um, pay your mortgage, like whatever, your rent. You don't want to be using credit cards to pay for fucking anything, Mm -hmm. ever. Um, People in debt are eight times more likely to commit suicide. Uh 100%. Hundred percent. Because you've got that wing, and it's easy. Like if I kill myself, it's gone. Then the debt is gone. It's not my problem. Yeah. Um, so if you have a debt problem, Laura, mm-hmm. and you don't want to go and do overtime, Laura, mm-hmm. Mental Health Org says, ask yourself these four questions: Do I often feel anxious when thinking about how I manage my repayments? Am I struggling to, or do I routinely miss the minimum payments towards utility bills, credit cards, or rent? Mm. Do I avoid t- telephone calls from unknown numbers and ignore letters from cust- from creditors? Because, oh you know, I'll tell you, you can't find out where Jimmy Hoffa is. But if he was in debt, the fucking credit card oh, yeah. would have known where he they was in a exactly. second, you know. Am I, aware- am I able to put money aside for an emergency fund? Those are the four questions. So if you have no extra money to set aside, like people, the way people live shocks me. Mm-hmm. It absolutely shocks me. So... As we said, all these debt stressors lead up to a toll on your mental health. Yeah. You'll be in denial, mm-hmm. the inability to believe the truth when confronted with facts like, okay, there's your credit card bill. You owe $45,000. And you're just like, no, I don't. No, this is wrong. They must have done. No, no, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Those in emotional debt stress will just pretend there was no problem. They'll just pretend or they'll just ignore them and never open them up because yeah. there is no problem. For them, denial is easier than fixing the problem. All denial will do is cause your debt to go higher. Mm-hmm. It causes stress and tension. Emotional stress affects your view of the world and your place in it, making even the most positive experience seem bleak. So yeah, you had a great, wonderful vacation, but well, I now I'm another five grand in debt. Right. Like I just now, this is what's terrible. I shouldn't have gone, you mm-hmm. know? Um, physical stress you're going to have low energy headache frequent colds when you're under stress and my parents don't understand this because my mother went through a stressful event she's very sick she's been sick since mm-hmm. i'm like it's linked to right what happened your no it stress is. causes stress on it your causes body. your immune system yeah. to drop so you get frequent colds and infections and this can lead you calling out for uh sick to work and now you have no income coming right. in and you don't want to pick up that extra right, job because you're you tired feel like shit. and i'm like how can i work another job if right I- if i'm sick all the time right. Or you're in the hospital and now you're racking up medical bills on top, on top of all the other debt. Mm-hmm. Cognitive problems, inability to focus, poor judgment, being overly pessimistic about life and life events, behavioral issues, mm-hmm. number one for me, procrastination, that's my favorite, <laughs> changes in appetite, nervous behaviors like nail biting or pacing, you know, they're just tapping or they're like, what am I going to do? How am I going to mm-hmm. fix this? And it's it's like a rock sitting on you when it you have that kind of debt. You. Yes. Because it, it affects every aspect mm-hmm. of your life. You can have feelings of frustration or regret. Maybe I shouldn't have bought that PlayStation for right. my son. It's his fourth. Um, embarrassment, the the size of the debt, like telling somebody, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, my credit card bills are over $50,000. They're horrified, you know? I think that's a huge part of it. It's like you, I think they like 
turn in because like this. Because people would be like, what do you mean? Right. Like, what did you buy? How did you get there? And then you feel like an ass. Like, how did I get here? What did I do? Like, how do I get? And I'm never going to get out of it. Right. I think there's a that despair where I'm never getting out of that kind of money. I think, and I think it's shut. That makes people shut yeah. down. You can. I mean, you it's can. overwhelming. There is ways, and we're going to talk right. about it. But I think. It's again like weight loss. It's a fucking commitment to get out of debt. Yep. It's saying no to a lot of shit yep. and buckling up. But usually it's only for a short time. You just buckle down. You can get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, relationship stresses. Resentment and uh, irritation for the significant other who is spending. So you're not a spender, but your husband is. Mm-hmm. And he's racking up the bills mm-hmm. and you're fucking working to pay them down. He keeps bringing in more shit and more shit. Yep. 36% of couples divorce due to financial issues. Mm-hmm. Arguments about um, money are the top predictor for divorce. They would say there's three things for predicting divorce. Religion, money. What was the third one? It was something very obvious. Mm-hmm. If you Kids. Yeah. If you can't agree on kids, you can't agree on money, you can't agree on religion, forget it. Don't get married. Mm-hmm. Um, so a quick note how generations feel about debt. Boomers. Have the lowest rate of stress due to debt. Boomers, you know, 1945 to 1965, I think. The lowest rate of stress due to debt, 19% report no debt threat. Uh, I mean, that only 19% of them report they're stressed about debt. Gen X, 34% are extremely stressed about debt. 33% are somewhat. Gen X has the most mortgage debt of any generation. But it's a mortgage, not rent. Right. Millennials. 36% are extremely stressed. They have the highest amount of student loan debt of any age. I mean, well, yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Gen Z, 47% are stressed about debt and they are, that's more than any other age group. They are the highest stressed about debt, which I don't know why, because they're barely working right now. They just, (laughs) just got out of high school. So three ways to cope with debt. Face it, face Mm -hmm. your debt, start paying off your debt. And make more than the minimum payment. Mm -hmm. You can never pay off that debt if all you're making is your minimum payment. Pay off. So Laura and I have been going back and forth um, about this guy, Dave Ramsey. We're going to bring in Dave Ramsey into this (laughs) because he fits right into this fucking conversation. Okay. Dave Ramsey. My husband read Dave Ramsey's book. It had to be 15, 20 years ago. The snowball effect. And he was, I can't remember what he said, but he would say like a boot camp. We're going to boot camp. Our debt. We're getting out of debt. Blah, blah. And this is what he did. Mm-hmm. He paid off the smallest thing we had first mm-hmm. and then took that money and he dumped it on the next one. And then when that was paid off, he took that money and dumped it and it snowballed in to everything was paid off. Yeah. He really, he did a great job. So that's pay off the smallest debt because you're also going to feel a sense of I was going to say, that gives you a sense of like, I did this. Right. I, I can got do it one again. done. I'll do it again. I can do right. it again. Now I got... 40 bucks right. a month. I'm it's not put that it, dreary, like, right. I'm never getting this done. It's like, shit, I, I just yes. finished one. Tackle I can, one I can problem at a time. Fun. You got yep. 15 cards coming in, 14 of them, you're going to pay the minimum payment. You're going to pay off one. Yep. Then you're going to dump that and you're going to pay off two. And they're going to take one and two and you're going to pay off three. Right. And it's going to, it will snowball. Yeah. Prioritize where you can get a second job or budget. Mm-hmm. Put a little away every week towards debt. Now, you cannot realistically say I'm putting 50% of my pay away to debt. That's never going to happen. But you can say $40 a week. I'm going to stop putting that's mm-hmm. going on to some kind of debt. Just mm-hmm. stop paying it off or ask for help. These credit consolidating places, they absolutely work. They will take all of your debt. Some of it they can clear up for you and yeah. be like, we brought this down to this. You only have to pay that. And they will make it one monthly payment you can do. Mm-hmm. That will help a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, and go to mental health professionals. Talking to somebody about your stress can really help 
maybe give you a plan, a game plan on how to fix it, how to deal with it. Debt is no fucking joke. No. And when you and I both have friends that we're like, holy shit, mm-hmm. how do you live? How do you live like that? Yeah. You know, I, I was talking to somebody about um, my husband just bought a car or a truck and I, it had been a long time since either one of us yeah. had purchased a vehicle. So we're both in there we're like, okay, I don't know, 400 a month for a car payment. Okay, that's what we're going to ask, you know. So the car salesman sits down. And he's like, all right, what are we looking at a month? And don't say four, three to $400. And both of us look at each other. We're like, well, I'm not going over five. I'm not doing that. <laughs> and then I was repeating this at work. And somebody's like, mine's a thousand a month. <gasps> a thousand a month. No. Yep. No. And didn't bat an eyelash. 800 a month. I'm like, what are you fucking driving? A Mercedes? What are you like? A thousand a month. No, that was for a minivan. No. Mm -hmm. And I'm having a stroke over 500 a month. I'm having a stroke over all of what? what? Yep. A thousand a month. A thousand a month. And um, the credit cards. Well, you know, I feel my credit cards out of hand and it's like $2,000. And that's my business credit card that's on hand. Other people are like two thousand dollars. I owe thirty five thousand. I'm like thirty five thousand dollars. That's a fucking car. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. So, you have to get out from debt. So Dave Ramsey also has a podcast. So we sat and so my friend, my dear friend Katie, she's always she's like she's very good. She's always been very frugal, very good with her money, puts it away, socks mm-hmm. it away. She's probably got three million dollars <laughs> under us. the yeah. like she's always like always been very interested in it like i'm not buying that what do i like very good with our money um generous but good with our money but she um not stupid with it she's always like listen to Susie orman dave ramsey blah blah blah. Susie orman and dave ramsey that was his guru she always will mention that she has a financial like she's very good so she was saying recently to me like oh do you ever listen to the dave ramsey podcast i was like no i've i like know his baby stuff and all that stuff and i was like no she's like oh she's like i don't like him but I like listening to it. And it's so I started listening to it. I Mike is um, Mike's ready to murder me, but I don't care because I put it on. So he will listen to it, too. Like when we're in the car, <laughs> he has to listen to it. When we're, you have no choice. That's not right. If you have no choice, because he's tough to listen. to. He's, I got through like 15 minutes. and I'm like, I am going to fucking scream if I have to listen to his condescending, uh, yeah. arrogant prick face one more time. He's tough to listen to. Not my favorite. He's very person. self-righteous. Very, very condescending. Very condescending. However. I feel like, and in some of the things I'm like, mm, some I know of the other things I think he's, the opposite of he's that a little extreme. Of, yes. I think he's a little extreme. However, I listen to it because I feel like it is putting my money on my mind. Yes. Constantly. So if yes. I listen to that podcast two times a week, that two times a week, I'm constantly thinking like, how, how can, I, can, make I, it can I make my money work for me? Like, yeah. how can I do this better? How can I, you know, so we've, I've come up with like different things like I'm going to do mm-hmm. now. Because I listen to him. Is it because, is it what I'm doing exactly what he says? No. no. Am I listening to his condescending attitude? No. But I'm, it's making me think about my money and how I can make my money work for me better. His number one, his fucking number one is you do not use credit cards to pay for anything. If you do not have the cash, you do not buy it. He yeah. doesn't even believe in using credit cards to get miles on your card. Oh God, no. Absolutely. You do not use credit cards for anything. Credit cards, I mean, it's some of the places, the only way to build your credit is to get some credit card and show you can pay it off. But they are, they can be a vice worse than any drug. Well, his thing is you, you don't need a credit score. 
You do if you want to. I'm not paying cash for a if house. If you can, that's yeah. If you can pay everything, that's his goal. So I'm like, okay, that's that's unrealistic. It's, and so Brian I mean, and there I, are people who do it. Brian and I at one in the morning are arguing about this because he'll defend David Ramsey <laughs> like it's fucking Jesus Christ. I was like, Brian, nobody, especially in New England, no kid is coming out and dropping eight hundred thousand dollars that they saved in fucking high school on a house. It's a some you have to have a mortgage. Right. You need a credit score for a mortgage. That's unrealistic for him to think. Like the one I was listening to, the woman wanted to buy um, a vacation property, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Well, did you pay off your house yet?" Because if you didn't pay cash for your house and you can't pay cash for the second house, well, then you don't do it. I'm like, but that's not realistic yeah. for most people. I have a shit ton of equity in my house. Right. I'm not going to pay off my house. I don't have any intentions because I could take, say I was going to drop an additional 2000 to pay off my house. I could take that 2000 maybe put in an investment and it's going to give me more of a return than it would if it was right. in my house. So I'm going to use it smartly, but I'm not going to. I could make more money not paying off my house. Right. And then you've died and you've never had a vacation. Exactly. Exactly. I'm going on, I said to Brian, I'm going on vacation. Like, I'm never not going on vacation. I'll work my fucking ass off right. to pay. We're, we just booked Amsterdam. I'm going to work my ass right. off for the, until March, until I can't get any more overtime, until that's all paid off. Well, that's, so we're going to Amsterdam. We, our friend booked it, so we have to pay her the money for it. Mm-hmm. I literally, I've worked overtime, mm-hmm. I don't know, for a month. I she's like, hey, this is how much you owe. I'm like, perfect. I sent it to her immediately. Like yep. I'm like, I just that's how I'm. I want this that's all how paid I off. Am, I'm going. Yep. That's how I'm gonna live my life. I'm yep. gonna work and, and then I'm paid off. Right. I don't want that on a credit card. No. I don't want that hanging over my head. Yeah. I will not enjoy the vacation if I have to think I gotta pay that when I come home. Yeah. No. Okay. So I'm gonna have like three thousand yeah. dollars on a credit card yep. when I get home, and now I gotta do. When that I go on and- vacation, I don't even take my credit card. Everything I buy on vacation is money. I like. Usually you I happen to go on these big vacations right after my Christmas call pays out. I take a chunk of that. Mm-hmm. That's what I spend it on mm-hmm. when it's out. We're done. I'm not buying any more souvenirs. Right. Um, but God damn, I have a good time. So that's what I'm, I don't agree with everything. It, I think even if you just listen to anybody, if you find anything, any financial yes. podcast Put or your book mind or, in that mindset. If you, if, you're, if you're thinking about it, you're just it's just going to help you along right. the way. And get help if you're that yeah. boggled down with debt and and people some of them the debt they just don't see how bad it is talk to a consolidator talk to a finance person mm-hmm. who can maybe say to you maybe sell that third car mm-hmm. maybe sell this and put that money on your debt right. because when you can say to people no my credit card's paid off i've got money in the bank it's a really good it's a really good feeling it just lightens a yeah. huge load yeah. off of it's, you it's like and a I, weight off your shoulders and i think it is a huge thing with embarrassment and shame having the debt and it's embarrassing to tell people that you have that debt, but it. But I think a. I think you'd be surprised how many people are going to be like, "Oh yeah, I have twenty thousand. Yeah. Or I got out from under that debt, and here's oh. how I did." And it. they might, yeah, they might be able to tell you, but it's also someone that's going to might like you might be like, mm, you know what? I told them I owe forty thousand dollars. I'm going to bad. Yeah, they a they didn't bad an eye, <laughs> but also I'm like it might it kind of holds you accountable now, like of what you're doing. Right. You want to come back spending. and say to them, I, I got that down to 30. Hey, I'm I down to that- 30. I'm down to 20. Yeah. I'm down to 10. Like, you know, like it's just someone. It's a, it's to so it's that- embarrassing to say it, but I think and I think it helps all of in us, the long run. I mean, there was a time in my life, it, it, my credit cards got out of hand. Yeah. All of us get out of hand. Yeah. Um, I broke my back to pay them off. But right, it's not like I've never yeah, owed it's, money. Yeah, I'm not I'm perfect. We've all, money. I mean, I want I something. Don't listen to me for financial <laughs> advice, but I want something I fucking bought it, especially in my early 20s when I think a lot of us rack it up. 
but it's learning how to change that mindset and be a little more responsible. So mm-hmm. if you've gotten through the holidays and all your fucking credit cards are out of control, do what you can. Talk, listen to David Ramsey, yeah. listen to Susie Woman, go to financial advisor, credit consolidates and see what you can do to help alleviate, alleviate that, to take that stress off of you. Yeah, it affects you mentally and physically. Right. So we have an email. We're gonna because you guys have started hitting us rapid fire. We're gonna mm-hmm. read a couple more in the next one. Um, doesn't mean stop emailing us because we love these emails. So keep sending them in. Yeah. Um, so this one is from Jesse, and it says, "Laura and Nicole, thank you. This isn't Ooh. going to be one of my usual lighthearted emails. This is coming from the deepest depths of my heart. Oh. I lost a very dear friend of mine last summer to what I guessed were complications from cirrhosis. It happened oh. so fast. He was diagnosed in March and was gone by July." He wow, was, that is quick. Yes. He was young, just 37, and was very private about his condition. He didn't talk about it, so for all this time, I didn't understand exactly what happened or how it happened so fast. You two, as you do, covered it in clarity and with humor that makes your podcast so easy to listen to and understand. I adore you both, and even more now that I can finally understand what my friend went through. His name was Jerry, and he was the brightest star. Thank you. I'm wishing you and your families a very Merry Christmas. Oh, Jerry, may you rest in peace. I'm, you know, poor guy. Addiction is, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. And that he had to have quite an addiction at 37 to have. To happen that fast. And it sounds like he was hiding his addiction too. Yeah. So um, thank you for writing in. Sorry for your loss. I know. Um, It made the holidays, I'm sure, a little harder for you. And um, hopefully maybe that can help you help somebody else in the future. Yeah. So. Um, so that is the email we have for today. Mm-hmm. Happy. It's been a happy, cheery episode all <laughs> the way around. Don't take us epic. Work hard. <laughs> you take us epic, you're going to get melty face and lose your hair. And then you're going to be in so much debt from paying for the fucking Ozempic. You're not going to get out of bed. You're going to put all the weight back on. Yeah. You know what? If for all of this, even poor Jerry, war- it, it, everything takes work. Yep. But nothing, you can't, it's not like you can't There's overcome no easy any fix of it. To anything. no if easy fix. it's easy, it's too easy. Yeah. There's never an easy road to take for fucking anything. Right. You know, every if if everybody's doing, you know, if they're staying healthy, if they're staying out of debt, mm-hmm. if they're staying off of it takes drugs or alcohol, it's work. work. It's hard You have work. to go to Marshall's and put the blazer that you've been thinking yes. about a week back. Yeah. It's just how it works. Yeah. It wasn't you easy. You got to go and pick up an extra job or yes. work extra. I love my job and hate my job. I have a love-hate relationship with my job. <laughs> the thought of spending any more time there than my allotted hours makes me want to vomit. And yet I put an additional eight. I was very proud of myself. You did I can't tell you the last time I did overtime. I fucking hate to be there. <laughs> and I'm going to keep going. Good job. Keep going. Good job. I'll get there. Yeah. Um, all right. So listen, welcome to the new year. Uh, keep writing in. We enjoy the emails. If you're in debt and you're, you're bringing it down or you have a story of how you got yourself out of debt or you have an Ozempic story and yeah. if you have what the complications are or you think it was a goddamn breeze, write it in and let us know. Yeah. Or when- you lost weight. Another way over a yep. long period of time, but you did it. Yeah, you know? let us know. Yeah. And we will see you guys in two weeks. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye. Like, subscribe, rate, and review the Scissors and Scrubs podcast on whatever podcast app you listen to us on. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Scissors and Scrubs. And email us any of your stories or thoughts to scissorsandscrubs at gmail.com.